I want there to be much more queer wealth in the world than there is. This is the Pleasurable Money Podcast. Hi, I'm Megan, and I'm the divine alien driving this here spaceship. I'm a pleasurable money coach with over a decade of experience in finance. During that time, I have learned that a mix of systems and spirituality makes a perfect blend. I have helped hundreds of spiritual business owners heal their relationship with money, and I'm here to teach you how to become money's ride or die. Stop treating money like a booty call using the help of tools like breathwork and pleasure, which will be featured on this podcast. And learn from me and other experts about how to own your wealth. Together, we will break down what it looks like to be in relationship with money and to be in full embodiment with your pleasure. What's up, intuitive entrepreneurs? How's everybody doing? I am so excited about this episode of the Sacred Wealth Podcast because I am talking to my amazing, talented, beautiful client, Bastion. And he talks all about how to be inclusive as far as LGBTQ plus folks in your business, being inclusive in queerness, in your rhetoric, and the way you speak to clients and the way you speak to your audience. And he just gives so much value around money mindset and queer folks who are trying to break out and create a business and generational wealth that works for them. So I did want to give you guys a little bit of a catch up, I guess. If you're not following me on Instagram, it would be amazing if you would follow me on Instagram. My handle is at sacred numbers co. And yeah, it's just been a really hectic summer so far. (laughs) God, so many things. I've been trying to get LASIK eye surgery. We're putting our house on the market. There's so many contractors and landscapers and painters going to be coming by the house in the coming months. So that's going to be hectic, like I said. And yeah, I'm just enjoying the weather up here in New York. It's actually been pretty cool outside. It got hot for like a couple days, but it's been in like the 60s and 70s ever since, which I'm not complaining. I do love my summer times. I love to sunbathe, but it's just as nice to be able to take a walk in 70 degree weather with some overcast and maybe some light showers. So I'm really appreciative of the weather recently. We have a couple trips coming up in the month of June. So we just got back from going to my parents' house up in the mountains of Georgia. That was a little couples trip that I took with our best friends, and that was really fun. We actually (laughs) tripped mushrooms, and that episode, my experience with plant medicine is coming very soon, I promise. I will get that recorded for you guys as soon as possible, but just a quick synopsis. Um, we went hiking and it was really beautiful to just sit in the falls and be communing with nature, communing with each other. It was my best friend's first time ever taking mushroom edibles. And so that was really amazing and beautiful to be able to facilitate and 
hold her in that experience. It was just my pure joy, my pure honor to be able to facilitate that for her. So that was really fun. We also went and ate some really good food and, like I said, went hiking a couple times and hang around the house, cooked food at home. Yeah, I just love them. They're my favorite people to travel with for sure. And then we're going to be going to Boston in about a week. Today is the 14th of June. We're leaving the 21st and we're going to be in Boston for five days, which I'm very excited. My other best friend and her husband are coming with us and my beautiful god baby (laughs) my goddaughter Raina is gonna be there and I'm so excited to see her again I got to see her uh when did I see her last I think it's probably been since our wedding in November I haven't seen them so that'll be really exciting my husband and her husband are really into the historical stuff and so they're gonna be really excited about seeing all the historical sites and my best friend and I were into the witchy side so we're gonna stop over in Salem and see all the sites there so that's really exciting and then let's see what else is coming up I'm opening up the wait list very soon for sacred money method that's gonna be coming up I'm gonna be running some amazing promotions for people on the wait list for sacred money method so look out for that if you want to get a discount And I'm also going to be doing a five-day challenge coming up soon, and I'd love to know your feedback on this. So if you are interested in a five-day challenge to save $500, please let me know. Either DM me on Instagram at sacrednumbersco or send me a voice message through Anchor, which is the platform that this podcast is hosted on. The link is in the show notes of this podcast episode. But I'm thinking about doing kind of a collateral thing where it's $15 to join the challenge. You get a special discord group where you can share all of your wins. You can share everything that you're going through, how many dollars you're saving. And then at the end of the challenge, you get the $15 back if you complete the actionables on each day of the challenge. So day one, we'll have a different actionable posting in the group or posting on Instagram, tagging somebody. And if you complete all five days of the actionables, you get that $15 back. Let me know how that feels. I just thought it would be a fun little energy exchange for us to put some skin in the game and take this challenge a little bit more seriously because I want you to save $500 in five days. And I really think this challenge is going to be something that can help a lot of people. So That's going to be leading into the wait list for Sacred Money Method coming up very soon. And I hope that you enjoy this episode with Bastion. I think that's all I have to catch you up on. Oh, one more thing. I am looking for a personal assistant, an executive assistant, preferably someone local, like in the Hudson Valley in Orange County, New York. But I'm kind of willing to be flexible on that maybe someone virtual but I really want someone local if possible so if you know anybody in the Hudson Valley in New York Orange County New York I would love to talk to them okay let's hop right into this episode hey everyone welcome back to the sacred wealth podcast today I have Bastion Nemec with me of coachbastion.co on Instagram 
we are going to be talking all about holistic coaching and the beautiful magic that Bastion has to share with the world. So Bastion, if you could just introduce yourself, tell us your pronouns, tell us a little bit about you. Hey, so my name is Bastion. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm based out of the Twin Cities of Minnesota, so Minneapolis, St. Paul, and I'm a holistic business coach for new queer entrepreneurs that are looking to create a plan to take their business to the next level. Beautifully said. Very succinct. Love it. So we're just going to jump right in. And my first question is, tell me about your journey from serving in the military as an Army National Guard to holistic business coach. Yeah, so I've always kept my two worlds of military and queer stuff pretty separate. And then I've started realizing that a lot of the skills that I gained in the military really do apply to what I'm doing now. It's being really resilient, organization, knowing when to follow the lead of others and when to forge your own path. And those skills, I haven't really analyzed them and thought about their applicability until I had my own coaching session with somebody and we're going through that. And I'm like, oh, wow, this actually has made a big impact in my life. And so I feel like the military has given me a lot of tools to use going forward through business coaching and just being a voice in the queer and trans community. Love that. So describe a little bit about your process behind helping queer and trans plus folks build their confidence and launch their own businesses. Yeah. So what I love about working with queer and trans people is that oftentimes the businesses that they create are also serving the queer and trans community. And a lot of times they have donation based things like binders or uh, donations that go to gender affirming surgeries for people. And they dream so compassionately. They want to create a business mostly to help others. There isn't selfishness too much in it. And so what I actually help them do is blow up that dream into something so much bigger than they can imagine. Because a lot of times I think we limit ourselves into what we are capable of. And so you don't have to limit yourself to, I just want to make my $1,000 rent a month for the rest of my life while I do this business. It's no, you are creating something freaking amazing that is helping hundreds, thousands of people. You deserve to take in some of what you're putting out. And so... I help them think about, well, what is the life that you really want to live? What do you need to live comfortably? And that what you want is okay. You living comfortably, making a lot of money, isn't taking away the opportunity for someone else. There is abundance. And I want there to be much more queer wealth in the world than there is. Yeah. We don't need to hold ourselves back. And I guess it's fostering that abundance mindset that I really like to create in people. And then creating the business, that's just the avenue to creating that queer wealth. Love that. So Bastion and I are both in a mastermind type group called the Queer Impact Community, right? Collective. Collective. Mm -hmm. Queer Impact Collective. And what I realized very quickly is that the queer community is so tight-knit the way that it grew so quickly, I mean, people are literally joining every single day because it's based on references. So I completely agree with what you're saying in that 
queer entrepreneurs are thinking about the community and thinking about impacting the community and they want to work with other queer entrepreneurs. They want to pay specifically someone else in the community who is queer. Mm -hmm. And that's been an amazing thing to see in the collective. And it's people from all over the world. It's not just in the U.S. Yeah, it's beautiful. So highly recommend that group. It's been so fun. We have weekly meetups, not sponsored, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's been fun. So a quote from one of your posts was, the returns of investing in yourself can set you up for success now and in the future. So what was the time you remember investing in yourself and what part did it play in where you are in your business now? I would say the biggest thing is recently, honestly, I decided to invest in a coaching certification program, like $4,100. And that's not a drop in the bucket for me. And so I passed up the opportunity once because I was an MBA program, but then it came around again and it just the universe was trying to nudge me towards it because I was like, hey, here's the deadline again. And it was also towards the end of my MBA term. So I had the choice. Should I invest in this program and invest in myself and what I believe I can do in serving the queer community through coaching or continue on my merry way of an MBA and looking for a corporate job that I really didn't want? And I went the coaching route. I invested that money And it's led me to the Queer Impact Collective. It's led me to you and this podcast and then you for coaching. There's so many things that wouldn't have happened if I had not taken that chance on myself. And I'm super excited to see where it goes. I initially was looking at doing personal development coaching, but then because I didn't trust myself in my business skills. And then I was like, no, I have a background in this. I can totally help the community in this. And then I just recently had a little mini session in one of my coaching certification courses. And she mentioned some like burly man that was a gymnast coach. I had another reference, but it brought up the idea of coaches in general for sports teams, just because this guy apparently is really known in gymnastics and coaching women's gymnastics and really good coach. But obviously he's a big burly man teaching women gymnastics. So it's not like he's out there doing it. And just because I'm not out there making these big businesses that my clients are, doesn't mean I'm not qualified and able to help them on their own journey. Yeah. And so that was something that I needed to hear as well, because I, I know I care about this community so much and I want us to succeed collectively. And every day the universe shows me something and I know I'm on the right path. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Something I literally heard today, I'm listening to this audiobook, and the guy was like, leaders are perfectly content seeing the people that they lead be way more successful mm-hmm. than they are or make way more money or make way more connections than they are because their pure satisfaction comes from the success of their students or the people that they lead. I love that. So you've actually made several large investments in yourself. So with the coaching certification, with my coaching program, which are two very high ticket offers, I'd love to know what is your mindset? Like, what is your process for facing the fear in dropping that amount of money and deciding, is this 
actually what I want and then going through with the purchase. Yeah, so I am a big trust your instincts, trust your gut person. And I talked with another money coach before I talked with you. And I didn't even feel like you were trying to sell me when we talked, but I was just like, this energy just matches. And I know I need a better foundation money-wise. I get the basics, but for what I want to grow my coaching business into and how big I want it to get, I would know I need a solid foundation going into it. And so I know that to make my business as big as I want it to be, I have to invest in coaching. Also, I'm asking other queer entrepreneurs to invest in me as their coach. So what would it be if I didn't invest in my own coaching to grow my business? Yeah. And yeah, it's very important. Yeah, very important. Who did you use as an expander to be like, okay, they're investing into high ticket offers. That's what I should be doing too. How did you know that that's what you should be doing? For the coaching certification program, I went based off of, well, because it was a higher ticket, I'm like, it's got to be good because I'm not paying $2.99 to get certified over the weekend. It's a six-month program. The ads were diverse. A lot of times, it might just be like a lot of cis white people in the ads, and so I avoid those ones. And this one had other kinds of people, and one of the co-founders is queer. And so I'm like, all right, this feels right. And then investing with you, I just went with my gut and I knew I had some money mindset stuff I wanted to work through along with the technical stuff. But then it got confirmed to me. I've been binging this podcast and she just essentially called out people who don't invest in themselves. It's the same person that did the entitlement one I told you about. Yeah, I was literally just listening to one of her podcasts about offered desirability because you were like, I've been binging and I've gotten so much. And I was like, all right, I got to get something from these podcasts too. So let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. And she was like, I spent like $110,000 in my own coaching. And she has like over a $2.5 million business, but it's like, that's saying something. And then over and over, I hear about from all across industry, the first year that you're in business, all the money that you're making is going back into the business. And what that means in coaching is it's going back into coaching for yourself as a coach. And so that's kind of the mindset I have with it now. And even though I am in the very beginning with my coaching, I already feel the effects. It's just the universe, like I said, has always given me signs. And it makes me believe in like manifestation and all that stuff and an abundance mindset even more. Yeah. You and I were talking about those pings and following the pings. Mm -hmm. They're like little nudges. You're just like, oh, I wonder what that person's doing that I haven't talked to in like 10 years. I should reach out to them. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh my God, you have a podcast. I have a podcast too. You want to do a podcast swap? Or, you know, it's just like amazing opportunities by following the pings. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I love that. Okay, so my next question is, Our minds are so powerful. What we believe is what we achieve. That was one of the quotes that you said. So Mm -hmm. what money blocks have you found that your clients face and what are some ways you help them work through them? I know you've had a few coaching calls in the last few weeks. So I'd love to know what is it that you're seeing in the industry right now? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of what I mentioned earlier about limiting yourself and putting that ceiling up on yourself. like. Oh, if I could just make 50000 a year, I'll be happy. But do you know what that 50000 will get you in a metro area? 
when rent is really like, uh, what is it, 1200 for a decent place to live comfortably. At least. You don't have to live like you've been used to living where it's getting furniture off the side of the road. Like a lot of people, we, we know that from like our college days, you're just trying to scrape together stuff. I've been there. I, I come from a low income background. And so when I am living much more comfortably now, even it's a weird feeling. And I'm still working through that and why I have the ideas around money that I do. But all of it's stories that we tell ourselves. And the bottom line is we deserve to be happy. We deserve to not have to worry about our bills. We deserve to be building wealth. Yeah. And that's a thing that I think a lot of queer people don't have is that generational wealth. And then maybe their parents don't accept them. And so they have to start from the ground up again. Yeah, beautiful. So another quote that you had in one of your posts said, we live in a world of abundance. It isn't always distributed equitably, but it is there for the taking. I literally made a post about this today and I didn't even realize that it was so similar, but what is the hardest thing about shifting to an abundance mindset on days when you're like in your own head? Yeah, I think one of the hardest things is understanding that it is out there. It's like, you wonder, how am I going to make this money? That's happened to me. It's like, where am I going to get $1,000 that I want for this? And things come in at the seemingly strangest times. Like, I got a check in the mail for like $1,200 for escrow for my house that I just sold. And it's not what I got from selling the house. It's just like, a oh, hey, what was in your escrow? This is what's left. I'm like, that's like a perfect amount of money for what I need. Or that maybe this a stimulus comes around. Or one year I got a random photo gig because I, I do photography as well. Not as much anymore, but it was like a $2,000 job. The largest photography gig I've gotten. And I'm like, well, this is nice. So when you get into the mindset of believing it's out there, that's the hardest thing. And once you believe that it's out there and it is yours for the taking and you keep making effort to get it. That's the thing is you can't just go sit at home and drink your tea and wait for it to come and just like meditate on it. You actually have to put in the work. The universe knows when you're working for it and that you're going to be really grateful for it. Yeah. So shift your mindset into that and you'll be sitting a lot better. Yeah. Something we talk about on this podcast a lot is taking aligned action and that manifestation is not a passive process. It's not a sit back and wait process. It's a networking and putting in the hours of effort. You don't get something for nothing. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that. So I feel like you've been doing a lot of learning in the last couple months or like since you started your business literally this year. So I'd love to know what are some of the tools that you've learned to work through limiting beliefs and which ones work best for you? I think one of the best ones is one that I learned just recently and that I talked to you about. It's allowing yourself to be a hot mess, allow yourself to screw up and test out things. Because what I'm doing right now, I'm going to learn from. And when I'm much more successful a year from now, People aren't even going to know I was doing some weird posts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
a year before because, well, maybe I'll do the archive on Instagram so people won't see it anymore or it just won't matter. And I will have learned something. I recently offered up some free coaching sessions and it was not the success that I hoped it would be, but I was excited about it because I just learned what didn't work. And that's the biggest thing is every time something is a quote unquote failure, you learn not to do that again. So you learn something. Yeah. And so you keep doing all these failures, something is going to start working right. And then you keep doing that thing. Yeah. People get so demotivated. Is that a word? Demotivated? (laughs) When they're failing constantly, but you're learning what's not working. And so when you really are aligned with your path, which I feel I'm super aligned with, this is what I want to do, is coaching queer people in business. And I don't care how much I fail. I just want to keep learning, keep growing. And I know I'm building a really solid base. And once I get that base really solid in that one, two, three things that works, I keep doing that. I'm going to grow exponentially. Fashion's like, fuck yes, I failed. (laughs) Hell yes. (laughs) Yeah, amazing. I love that so much. Because I say all the time, it's not that serious. Yeah. Make it fun. Because that's the hardest part. Yep. Not making the failure say something or mean something about you. You have those thoughts of like, oh my God, I had all these free coaching sessions and half of them didn't show up. What does that say about me? What does that say about what type of coach I am? What does that say about the energy that I was putting out? Which it's not always about you. Most of the time it's about the other person. And what they're going through, but also it's not that serious. Like maybe they just forgot nothing personal. Mm -hmm. It's like you said, a learning experience and it's fun to be like, okay, awesome. Now I know never going to do that again. (laughs) Yep. Oh, one of my favorite quotes that I've come across, I don't remember word for word. And I think I heard it from a James Clear newsletter. He has these three, two, one newsletters. Fucking phenomenal. But it's if everything is going smoothly and you haven't failed in like a month, you aren't trying hard enough. Oh, yeah. Which is why I love in my bio, it says edge finder, because if I sit for too long in my comfort zone, I'm like, okay, wait, something's wrong. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like things feel okay, And I haven't felt scared in a really long time. I need to do something that scares the pants off of me. Yeah. Because that's when I know there's energy, there's movement, there's kinetic motion. Mm -hmm. You know, there's fire. When I feel scared and when I take an aligned action or a messy action, even like you were saying, like be a fucking hot mess for a minute. That's when magic and volcanoes erupt and you have aha moments and like your clients have aha moments. So yeah, yeah, love that. It's like the post you just threw together when you were half asleep on Instagram. That's the one that blows up. And you're like, I tried so hard on the reel that I spent an hour on yesterday. And then the one of me just singing in the shower (laughs) or something. That's the one that's going to go viral. Yeah. By the way, I see you on reels. You're killing it. I'm trying. I'm trying. That's part of my little experiment right now. I'm trying to do a reel a day. Wow. That's some dedication. (laughs) All right. So the next question is, 
You have experience in the Office of Diversity and Inclusion at the University of Minnesota, and you were awarded the Scholarly Excellence in Equity and Diversity, which is the SEED Award. So can you share some of your knowledge with entrepreneurs listening on how to create a more diverse and inclusive business? First of all, I love this question because I'm always trying to be more inclusive because I feel like as a white woman, I do things and say things that don't necessarily come across very well. And I'm always trying to be more sensitive to people. So love to hear from you. Yeah, I think a way that people can be more inclusive of queer and trans people in their businesses would be intentionally reaching out to those communities and recruiting efforts and not just to fill your quote unquote quotas. Don't go looking for the token gay and trans people. Understand what they have to offer. My big thing is trans people, we have such high self-awareness skills and adaptability skills because we've done that for survival. We had to be resilient when people didn't accept us. We had to adapt to different situations of, hey, is it safe to say who I am here? And especially like when you're in transition, a lot of times you might appear more ambiguous to people who aren't knowledgeable on anything queer. And so your voice might say, societies would say you're male or female, and then your gender expression would be something different. And then There's people that mix those throughout their whole life because that's how they like to live. And so you need to understand the benefits of having not even just queer and trans, but any marginalized identity and the what they call soft skills. I think they're in corporate, they're changing it, but like human skills that these people are bringing. And then for me too, I straddle a line because as a white trans man, I appear as a cisgender straight man when I'm just going on society. And so for me, it's really important that I use that privilege to uplift other marginalized identities. And so it's okay, I'll get us in the door, but then I'm going to be bringing all these people behind me. And then I'll give a little, my piece will be introducing these voices that need to be heard. A huge thing to pay your panelists Pay your marginalized workers that are being essentially forced to educate the rest of the employees, pay them for those workshops for their time. You know how emotionally taxing that is? I don't want to say my coming out story to a bunch of strangers all the time. Yeah. It's such a vulnerable role to take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it can feel so raw. Mm-hmm. And like, scary and vulnerable and draining. So yeah, having some sort of compensation for these people is so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking pay people to begin with, but definitely pay your queer, your trans, your BIPOC, your women, all of these people mm-hmm. who are coming to do a service for your group, for the people that you're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. I've made a rule for myself that most of the corporate panels that I've done recently, it's been through the military. And so it's on my paid time. So it's not an issue. But if I was ever asked now to come in as like, hey, you're a business coach. You want to talk about your experience? Well, I'm going to give them my rate because I ain't doing that for free no more. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I didn't even start charging for speaking in front of groups of people until literally this year. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with starting where you're at and feeling like the notoriety or the exposure that I get from this group. I've talked to Facebook group, I've talked to masterminds and that can be just as valuable to me. Mm-hmm. But knowing that you value being paid is totally fine too. Yep. And you just started your business and already you're like, I'm going to be paid for every speaking event that I do, which is fucking amazing. I guess what I'm trying to say is just whatever your values are, you get to decide what you accept in your business and what you don't accept in your business. And stick to that too, because you know what you're worth and you had these reactions for a reason. So hold your boundaries. So it goes back to having boundaries for yourself too. And you will feel a lot better when you hold your ground and stick to your boundaries. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's a huge lesson you've learned is about boundaries in business and in personal life for sure. In so many things lately, it's been coming up. Yeah, it's a theme. Love it. Mm-hmm. The universe is like, Bastion, boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next question, another quote that you said, when you minimize your success, you are holding yourself back from being the example others need to see. Queer and transgender people often lack role models who share their identity. So be that role model. You deserve to be recognized for your accomplishments. And my question to go along with that is, in discussing the importance of successful trans and queer visibility, what are some ways that others can help create fair access opportunity, and advancement for the queer and trans community? Yeah, I would say making sure that you're giving a platform to these people, going on with the role model thing. I think about, I can't name really any trans person, uh, a CEO of like a large corporation. A lot of corporations, we're just seeing the first women CEOs. We're seeing the first BIPOC CEOs. Yeah. And it's like, that's a problem. because. I think part of going back to the limiting beliefs around money is some queer people don't think that they can earn the amount of money that the white man is making because they haven't seen someone that looks like them achieving that. They're like, how is that possible? So when you have the opportunity and you have the drive to be that person, it's so important minding you're still your own self, your own care and your own boundaries around this and how visible you want to be for your own mental and physical security. Yeah. Uh, If you can be loud and out about it, because I've experienced that just on my Instagrams and my personal Instagram, I have like 1400 followers. It's not that much in comparison to some of the other big trans names that I see out there, but I still get messages of people saying, yo, I've been inspired by you. And then they'll ask me questions and I'm like, I'm having an impact on people that I didn't even know. I don't know these people, but people are watching. I'd love to know, just as an example, how would you like to be approached? And what do you feel like is the best way to go about? Because I know it's hard to speak for an entire community of people. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking individually about yourself, what makes you feel valued when somebody comes to you? asking for your help or your services in 
business or queerness, transness? In queerness, so when you get asked to speak in front of people, what tactics make you feel good? Yeah, so seeing that they did some research and they know what they want me to talk about is a big thing. And not like, hey, can you come talk about being trans? I'm like, well, what about it? Yeah. There's so many different factors. And so having more of a purpose and not just being like the token trans and like people that don't even ask me about the gay stuff. I'm like, more than just trans, I'm bi too. (laughs) 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 Another big one is being trans in the military, but I'm a little sick of that one (laughs) because I've been asked about that. So now it's like, well, how about what obstacles do trans people have in running businesses? I'm like, I'll come talk about that. Yeah. More like we talked about with diversity and inclusion. How do we help our trans employees feel more seen and heard and comfortable? Well, first, I want them to ask their own employees, but I'll come in and help out if need be. Yeah. But they need to have more of a reason than just, hey, you're trans. You'd be good. Can you come talk? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're one of those trans people, right? You're one of those transgenders. It's like, oh, so many people and how they say these terms. And (laughs) it's like a simple Google, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's cringy. Yeah. They could easily see, oh, Bastion was on a podcast. I've been thinking about getting him on my podcast. So I'll go listen to that and see if I can ask him to specifically talk about any of the topics that we talked about today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So doing any amount of research because <laughs> yeah really that's what it is just do something yeah my instagrams are public so go look at my post like you did it's like hey this quote resonates with me i got a question about it yeah that's good <laughs> perfect thank you for that mm-hmm. all right my last question but probably not my last question the last question that i wrote down was you discussed the power of money holds and how important it is to choose to support business owners that align with our values in order to give them more power. Mm-hmm. So would you like to share some trans, queer, BIPOC, small businesses that you love so that the listeners can check them out and support them? There's so many. The ones that I frequent is one called Transfigure Print Co. They uh, just have cool designs on like t-shirts and they have tote bags. And then they always put some of their proceeds to mostly organizations, nonprofits. Another one is Delph Bros Co. They make these bags specifically for uh, HRT, hormone replacement therapy to hold uh, needles, medication, syringes. And they look really cool. They're not like medical bags that look like... Yeah, the idea is that they're stealth. And so people don't know what's in them. But what I love is that company has grown so big too, like bigger than I thought it would with mostly just these bags. They have some other like apparel items. But I'm like, wow, that's huge. And then I'm going to do one shameless plug for a woman-owned business. My cousin is an awesome photographer. Love that. And she just left her uh, job at Target and is doing photography full-time. So based in the Midwest Twin Cities, but she travels. She's done weddings in like Arizona and stuff too. And she's done my proposal photos. She won't do my wedding photos because, well, she's going to be at the wedding. (laughs) But if she wasn't at the wedding and she wasn't my cousin, I'd hire her. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, any uh, small locally owned businesses in your area, 
check them out. And when you can support those businesses, for sure, especially going into June, I don't know when the podcast will air for sure, but June is Pride Month. So try not to buy all the Pride stuff from Target when there's so many small gay businesses online to buy stuff from. Love that. Yeah. All of my gay stuff is handouts from Pride in New York City. We went a couple of years in a row and I've got like buttons and hats, you know, the stuff that they throw out from the floats, mm-hmm. beads and all of that. So that's where all my stuff comes from. <laughs> but yeah, definitely making it a point on days like Columbus Day or like those types of days to buy from Indigenous-owned companies and during Pride Month, buying from queer-owned companies and, you know, just (laughs) making a statement with your money. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to know recently how you make a statement with your money. What's your favorite way to show your FBI people who are following every one of your transactions what you like to buy? Yeah, so in clothing-wise, I'm a pretty simple person because I'm in Minnesota and it hasn't warmed up. It's starting to 80s next week, but it's usually hoodies. And so I only have like three hoodies that I rotate. And then shirts, it's usually plain shirts. So the only graphic shirts I have are from like queer owned businesses that I like the graphic. And so what's funny going on along with the money idea, I found, I, I forget the name at the moment, but if you go to my coaching Instagram, at coachbastion.co and look at who I'm following. I follow a bunch of queer owned businesses. So you can scroll through there and find people. But this uh, shirt I just bought, it's gay and rich. And so that's me, part of my manifesting as well. (laughs) So supporting, it's a screen printer in LA, I believe. And so I'm trying to get some manifesting in there too and supporting the gays. (laughs) Ah, yes. Love that. Sam's going to link everybody in the show notes that you mentioned so that you guys follow and support and patronize and just throw all of your money at them in the month of June. So awesome. Oh, yeah. I never actually said for my cousin, her Instagram is Northern Voyages Photography. All one word. Yep. Amazing. And what's your cousin's name? Kayla Peterson. Beautiful. With a D. Okay, Bastion. Well, that's all the questions that I had. I'd love to get you to plug yourself. Where can we find you? What are you offering? How can we work with you? Yeah, awesome. So as I mentioned, my Instagram is the best place to connect with me. I love interacting with community on there. So send me something in the DMs. It's at coachbastion.co. Otherwise, my website is coachbastion.co as well. Email coachbastion.co if you're seeing a theme here i'm trying to make it easy for you yeah and right now i am offering 90 minute sessions for either focusing on your sales and marketing your business plan clarity and figuring out your ideal client and after any of those if 90 minutes is all you need that's awesome and i'm glad i could help Uh, Otherwise, we can roll into some one-on-one coaching. That'll be more like a three-month commitment. And that's when a lot of the transformations really happen because we really get to dig deep and figure out what is it you really want. I know you're here for your business, but let's get to the root of it. And then once you get to the root of it, you're able to really commit to what you want. And then that's no holding back. And the transformations that can be had there are amazing. 
And so if anyone's interested in that, reach out to me. I'd love to talk. I love that. Yeah. If you are queer or trans or just feel like a really awesome connection with Bastion, anything that he's said during this episode, absolutely check him out. He is an amazing coach. I know because I'm his coach. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, thank you so much, Bastion, for joining me and we will talk soon. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Pleasurable Money Podcast. If you want to attract more money into your life, subscribe to Pleasurable Money wherever you listen. And if you learned something today, DM this episode to a friend. Reviews help this podcast reach the rest of the world. So if you leave a five-star review on iTunes, it could be featured in a future episode. Love you so much. Bye.